0: Welcome to Grazia Beauty Life Lessons. I'm Jolie Walker, Grazia's beauty and health director, and we're back for tips and advice on all things beauty and wellness. This time, it's someone who's worked with everyone from Sienna Miller to Kate Moss, as well as the casts of Strictly Come Dancing and The X Factor.
1: Oh, hello, who is this?
0: He's stepped into the spotlight to become a star in his own right.
1: I am Jules von Hepp, and I am a celebrity spray tanner and founder of global self tan brand, the Isle of Paradise.
0: Jules's upbeat brand of body inclusivity has brought him thousands of beauty fans from across the world.
1: I was receiving messages on Instagram from complete strangers saying, finally, I feel seen and I'm beautiful.
0: His inspiring vibes come from personal experience, which is why he's a brilliant champion for body confidence.
1: I stopped saying in the mirror, oh God, my love handles, I hate them. And I started just focusing on the bits that I liked. I've got cracking legs. I love my legs. If I'm having a good hair day, I'm like, Josie, you are having a banging hair day today. Like, own it.
0: He's also not adverse to taking hair and fashion advice.
1: I got put on this chair and all the stylists around me, were like, Oh, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Isn't that gorgeous? Look at that texture under there. And I was like, it is beautiful. I look gorgeous. Even a year after, I was like, well, what the hell was that?
0: I love talking with Jules because he's always full of brilliant advice and he's bloody hilarious too.
1: Look at you all ready to pod.
0: Here's Jules von Hepp. Hello and welcome, Jules. How are you?
1: Do you know, I'm terrific, babes. I'm absolutely terrific. I have just been on a little mini break and this is my second day back. And I'm like, I feel fabulous. So that is your answer to that question, babe. I am fabulous today.
0: That is what we like to hear, Jules. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm very, very excited to chat to you about all of your best beauty advice, which you no doubt have tons of. As one of my favourite people to follow on Instagram, you are always bringing the feel-good vibes, and I'm sure that'll factor into your advice today. But before we go straight into that, I'd just like to start off by asking you about your beauty style in general. Would you say you are forever trying new products? Do you like to stick to Old Faithfuls? What is your vibe?
1: I think there's two camps within the beauty industry, and there's one camp that's really techie, and they love the formulations, and they love to know what's in products. And for me, I'm kind of in that camp, but I'm much more of an emotional beauty user. For me, it's about a journey that I'm taken on as an individual. I like packaging. I like the feel of products. I like fragrance. I like smell. I like tingling skin. Like there are definitely old favourites, but I love new products. I love newness. I love nice things. And I think that's the joy of beauty. You know, every jar is a bottle of hope. We work in the beauty industry, we're spoiled. But if I buy beauty products, I'm buying because I want something to make me feel amazing. And the connection that you have with yourself within the beauty space, I think is so powerful. If you know, a tiny little part has the ability to make you feel amazing. Then that is absolutely epic.
0: A hundred percent, and like you say, it's the feel-good industry, and that is what it is there for—to make you feel good. So, from backstage tanning to your podcasting, and obviously founding your amazing brand, Isle of Paradise. What would you say has been the biggest pinch-me moment in your career so far?
1: Oh, I think there's been so many pinch me moments. I think the first time I worked with Kate Moss, that was a massive moment. I remember being on that shoot and I was assisting and I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm now moving into this other area of beauty. It was the first big campaign I'd ever done. She's one of the most famous people in the world. And that really was a huge pinch me moment. Um... From that, I think there are always little tiny moments when you do campaigns and you see, you know, I remember seeing Poppy Delavine go past on a bus for a monsoon campaign and I'd done the tan on that or I'd be in an airport and I'd done the Versace model holding the fragrance bottle. Oh my God, yeah, I actually did that. I remember that shoot. Um, Pinch me moments really came big time with Island Paradise. I think when you launch your own brand, it's a whole other level because your whole career as an expert and everything that you've learned backstage and everything that you've learned from clients gets funneled into a product and then the product goes on the shelves. I'll never forget the night before Ala Paradise launched and I, I said to my boyfriend, I was like, if this doesn't work, I'm going to have to retrain. There's no way I can stay in the beauty industry. If people are like, wow, that was a real letdown. That product's rubbish.
0: (laughs) No way.
1: I was like, I'm going to have to exit stage right. How am I going to do this? (laughs) And then actually, like, with Island of Paradise, if you're familiar, the first campaign that we used was really revolutionary because beauty brands just weren't using body inclusivity or diversity at that time. It was that one size, shape, fits all, especially within the tanning category. And I was receiving messages on Instagram from complete strangers saying I'm reading this article and I'm crying because finally I feel seen, I feel accepted, I feel like I am worthy and I'm beautiful. That was all I ever wanted. I just wanted Isle of Paradise to break and shatter the moulds of the beauty industry and make everybody feel beautiful because we all deserve to feel that connectivity and empowerment and that's awesome
0: absolutely and I also think that you've got such a brilliant platform to speak to the people buying your products and you're just delivering it all giving everyone the good stuff the feel-good tan which is amazing so we're going to jump into your advice now and obviously we need to start with tanning and you no know doubt have so many brilliant tips but if you had to choose just one that uh, feels particularly pertinent to now what would it be?
1: So I think with tan, um, my ultimate tip that I would always recommend is remember why you are using tan. Remember why you're using it. You're not using it to look like you've used a bottle of tan. You're using it to look just like you, but just like you've got back from the best vacation of your life. You want people to be like, oh my God, what are you doing? Because you look incredible. And it's up to you then to say, I'm using Isle of Paradise or I'm not. That's your choice. So if you keep that at the front of your mind, that really can navigate the whole tan journey that you're going on. From choosing a formulation that is going to look natural, the way that you apply, the way that you buff things out, blend it out, how much you apply. If you have that in your brain, I want this to look like me best baked tan looks real and also one coat on the face, two coats on the body and that's all you need to know.
0: Love it, love it and also I want to talk to you about buffing though because I know we were speaking recently and you have the amazing blending brush. Yes. Because I find ears and kind of like the hairline a tricky place. What would you say for that?
1: So tan, it's like hair colouring and makeup combined. And if you imagine when you're applying your makeup, we say in the makeup industry, if in doubt, blend it out. And it's the same with tan. So where you've put the tan, You're going to need to buff and blend it out to make it look more natural. So, around the hairline, you take a Fabuki brush, we do a shape and glow brush, and you just lightly sweep over the skin and into the hairline. And that will stop any kind of ring around the face, that halo around the face, exactly the same as you would do with foundation. You don't want that tidal mark under the jaw. So, you take the brush and you buff it down the jaw and around the decolletage. On the ears, just lift your tan off the cheeks and put it on the ears. And it's the same with the hands. By buffing it, you're not removing it, but you're just softening how much is there. And that's when you really get that natural effect. You know, pans will always give the game away with tan. And a simple trick is don't apply that much in the first place. Like use what's left over on your mitt or use one tiny half a pump and then re-moisturize your hands and buff them. They don't need loads of tan. And I see it all the time. I walk into meetings and I see people almost like clawing their knuckles together and hiding their knuckles under the table. It's always like they're like I don't want to show Jules this, but I'll just say, you know what you need to do is just re-moisturize your hands after you've applied your tan. So
0: moisturize over the top of the tan as well. Yeah. So underneath and over the top.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: duly noted. Okay, let's move on to self-care then. Number 2, what is your best piece of self-care advice that you have to give or that you have ever been given?
1: So with self-care, and I will link to tan again, I think there is a really strong connection. And there definitely is for me in how I make myself feel more confident with tan. If you imagine that when you go for a spray tan, or when you apply your tan at home, you're usually on your own and you're naked and you're looking at yourself in front of the mirror. And that connection that you have as you're applying it Is a very cathartic body confident experience. You are using that product to make yourself feel more confident naked and then also wearing clothes. So, if I'm ever having a body wobble, a good lick of tan always makes me feel more confident. And body confidence is ups and downs, it's a real roller coaster. You can get yourself in the cycle of looking in car mirrors when you're walking past and Saying, oh God, this doesn't look right. And the repetition of the word, I'm fat, maybe clothes aren't fitting the way that you thought they would. And that's when self care really comes in. For me, the first step that I would always do is put a layer of tan on because the next day, I still might not feel my ultimate best. But if I'm tanned, I'm like, come on, Jules, you can do this. I feel like me. And I say to my friends, I say to my business partners, fake tan is not going to change the world but if you feel more confident in yourself before you leave the house or maybe you're not even leaving the house maybe it's just literally for a Tuesday when you're working from home then you might change the world that you're in because you feel better and that is an incredible thing to do
0: absolutely an incredible thing to do and Jules you mentioned then as well like when you catch yourself and you you say mean things to yourself that you would never say to anybody else i know your instagram is full of amazing advice but how would you say to people to kind of get rid of those thoughts of positive actions that they can take?
1: I think it's positive repetition. And, you know, it's all very well and good saying, oh, well, all you need to do is X, Y, Z, and you'll be fine. And don't worry about it. And actually, if you are in a place where you really don't like how you look, and you are battling with this inner demon, that's a big ship that needs to be turned in an even bigger ocean. But the thing is that every tiny step, in a certain direction is a different step away from being mean to yourself. So instead of focusing on the bits of your body that you hate, focus on the bits that you like. And that might sound super simple. But when you're in a place of pure body hatred, that is hard. So for me, I really, really hate my love handles. That for me was a huge, huge process of insecurity. It would Alter the way that I shopped. It would alter the way that I felt around other people, around peers. I was always buying different sizes to try and hide them. It was just this trigger point for me. So I stopped saying in the mirror, Oh, God, my love handles, I hate them. And I started just focusing on the bits that I liked. I've got cracking legs. I love my legs. I really like my eyes. And I've worked hard to have good skin. I love my skincare. Those are the bits that I focus on. And if I'm having a good hair day, I say that to myself, I'm like, Josie, you are having a banging hair day today, like own it. And just that switching the tone and switching from negative to positive has a massive knock on effect, but it takes time and it's a journey. And if you think about the beauty industry in the noughties and in the nineties and before that, it was all geared to us pushing ourselves down this path of one size fits all, changing the way that we were to look like a mould that society had somehow created. And now what's happening is we have the option to shift it to the other way. Do you know what? I'm not going to have brands and companies market towards my insecurities. I'm going to be marketed by empowerment. And that's how I want to feel. And it's up to you which path you take but the path of empowerment is a lot more fun trust me.
0: And like you say we have that power we have the power to shop from the brands that make us feel good and not from the ones that are trying to kind of shove their ideals on us. Amen. (laughs) Amen to that.
1: I'm ready to believe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And on that note Jules we will be right back after this. Okay, Jules, we are back. And for your third piece of advice, you actually mentioned it about skincare and loving your skin and really into skincare that makes you feel good. So, what is your best piece of skincare advice that you've ever been given or that you have to give?
1: So, I started out as an assistant to celebrity facialist Nicola Joss. So, when you are assisting a facialist, you talk skin. 24, 7, And Nicola now is one of my best friends. She lives like literally across a horse's field to me. And we still talk about skin. We still talk about products. We play with products all the time. I believe, and this is a piece of advice that Nicola gave me, you really can read what's going on inside your body through your skin. You can tell if you're stressed because maybe your skin is looking a little bit tired. You can tell if like you're not having enough water because you're breaking out. The skin is an amazing organ and I think working as a spray tanner, I was looking at skin all day long. I'm looking at top to toe, front to back, underneath areas maybe you haven't even seen for a while. So how you nourish it both from the outside and from the inside is really important. With tan and skincare, my best advice for that is always slot your tan in and around your skincare. Don't build your skincare regime around your tan, because you need your skincare regime to do its thing. If you use retinoids, if you use AHAs, then use them at night and use your tan in the morning. Just alternate between the two. And also, if like me, retinol is not your thing, then that's okay. That is okay. Not enough people said that to me. And now I'm like, do you know what? It ain't for me. And that's fine.
0: And what are your kind of say, three products that you're using at the moment, skincare-wise, that you are obsessed with and that you'd recommend.
1: I am obsessed with the Medicaid peptide serum that I've seen huge noticeable effects within my skin. It's My skin is much more plump. I like the consistency. I can mix Isle of Paradise drops in with it. I've seen a noticeable change as I have with the Fresh Rose Moisturizer. Now I would never, I would never lean into a Rose Moisturizer. I am an Elemis Pro Collagen Marine boy through and through, but I just started trying the fresh one and I'm like, oh, hello. Hello. Who is this? <laughs> and also, I love, 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 love the Clinique um, Moisture Surge eye cream.
0: Oh, yeah. I love the Moisture Surge range.
1: Yeah, it's really, really nice. And again, eye creams. And I think there are two camps of eye creams, but I am the camp who is believing. I love them. And I find it hard to find the perfect eye cream. But this Clinique one is good.
0: So you found it. You found your one. Yeah. Okay. now let's move on to number four and let's talk about fragrance. So what is your fragrance advice that you have today?
1: I think the fragrance industry is such an interesting space in the beauty arena. Anyone who works in fragrance is incredibly creative and they come with lots of emotions attached. I'd never really moved within the fragrance section before until we created Isle of Paradise. And when you create a brand, you're like, oh my God, what do I want this to smell like? This is wild. But something that I learned recently from um, Maya Njai, she is a Swedish-African perfumer. She talked about layering your fragrances which back in the day I would never have layered a fragrance but that is something that I'm really enjoying putting two types of citrusy smells one on my wrist one on my neck also and I learned this through spray tanning don't put fragrance on while your tan is developing because it will separate a tan but spray your hair instead and your hair holds fragrance longer than it does on the skin anyway and a good fragrance you should I think you should be able to smell the next day
0: Oh, I love that. I love a deep fragrance that you can smell and that lingers.
1: Yeah. Maison Cajon Gentle Fluidity. That is my scent.
0: That's your signature.
1: That is my go-to, 100%. And people always comment on it. And I love having, for me, I love having a fragrance that no one else has.
0: I also love your tip though, because say layering fragrances, or even what I do is I'll spray one and I'll spray the other on top. But I love that tip of layering, but in different areas. So you're layering on your wrist and then your neck with the different fragrances. I'm going to do that.
1: Live your life, Jolie. Live your life. Also, fragrances for the gym. That is a total game changer. Having a whole different section of fragrance just to spray before you go work out. You're like, oh God, I don't want to do this. It's going to hurt. You just put a bit of fragrance on. You're like, yes, I feel great.
0: (laughs) So you're uplifting fragrances for the workout.
1: Exactly. And also like I've got wedding fragrances. I love a La Tonka for a wedding because it really lasts and it's sexy and it holds on the skin. And then there's like day fragrances, night fragrances. I have in-car fragrances. So if I need a spritz before I go to the supermarket, quick top up, don't mind if I do. (laughs) And a desktop fragrance. Always have one on your desktop.
0: Oh, Jules, I need a car one. I need a desktop (laughs) one. I need a supermarket one. I am here for that, (laughs) definitely. Okay, we're going to move on to your final piece of advice. What is your piece of wellness advice?
1: For wellness, it really is be your own best friend. And this can come in lots of different shapes and sizes, but that is really the crux of it. If you're your own best friend, you help yourself look after future you. And that really is what wellness to me is all about, Sure, you can literally like that Palo Santo, wear white linen and walk around praising <laughs> praising your aura. But actually, if it's not done with a motive of looking after future you, then it really defeats the point. Do something that's going to make you feel better tomorrow. So maybe if you're feeling stressed within your workplace, if something's not feeling right, take time out in your day-to-day, clear your desk, maybe organize. So tomorrow when you start your day, you feel better. If you look after future you. Life is a lot more easy and it's a lot more fun because you feel more in control, I think.
0: I love that advice. Look after future you.
1: Always.
0: Investing in yourself.
1: Yes, invest in yourself. I had a conversation this morning, actually, with my PT. He was saying about how he had 40 minutes on his own for the first time in ages. No kids, no dog. And he was like, oh my God, it was amazing. And I said, well, do you ever take yourself on a date? He was like, what are you talking about? I love a date day with myself. So me, myself and I will go for breakfast and book a table and go on my own and have a lovely time. Maybe I'll have a little shopping trip. Maybe I'll go buy a new fragrance. If you've got a promotion, if you've done something really great and work, celebrate it. I remember I did an interview on Radio 2 with Joe Wiley and it was a massive like moment for me. And afterwards... I went outside and I walked straight into the Langham Hotel and I brought myself a glass of champagne. I was like, I'm going to celebrate that. Well done, Jules. And I was like, yeah, perfect. And it, it just makes me feel better about life. Just be your own best friend. Be
0: fabulous. I'm totally going to do that. And I think that's something that we don't make time for.
1: We're conditioned to think that, oh, it's selfish and being selfish is wrong. And yes, of course, it is selfish when you're a child and maybe you're holding on to toys and not sharing. That's where that comes from. But actually, you know, you can sit down in a cafe. It doesn't have to be lavish. It doesn't have to be... All singing or dancing, book a yacht in the south of France. It can just be a little thing, but it will have just a big knock-on effect to how you feel about yourself. And then again, we're going back to looking at future you.
0: And reclaiming me time in like a non-cheesy way. Yeah. I'm here for it, Jules. I'm going to buy myself a glass of champagne. Why not? Yes. <laughs> okay, Jules. So that is it for the advice, but we finish each episode with Your biggest beauty (laughs) blunder. Talk to me. What is your biggest beauty (laughs) blunder?
1: Oh Jolie, you and I are a similar age. So we will have <laughs> we will have been through this moment in time together. Um, when I was at uni, I um didn't have much money and I was like, oh, do you know what I'm gonna be a hair model? I'm just gonna like put myself forward and I'm gonna be a hair model. And I'm just gonna say yes to whatever these stylists want to do. <laughs> and I went into Vidal Sassoon, went to the training academy in Manchester, and they were like, So what we were thinking is. Bleach blonde mullet, and then we're going to do petrol blue underneath. And I was like, "Great, it sounds fab." And so I got this hair, and I can't even look at picture. I had like hair that came across my eye, and then it was a lopsided mullet with a kind of tiny spiky bit on top of the crown. Bleached blonde underneath was petrol blue, and then at the end, I got put on this chair, and all the stylists around me they were like. Oh, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Isn't that gorgeous? Look at that texture under there. (laughs) And I was like, it is beautiful. You're right. I look gorgeous. (laughs) And now, even a year after, I was like, well, what the hell was that what the hell
0: was that i need to see a picture of this (laughs) a follow-up picture after the podcast
1: yeah sure
0: to be fair i'm sure you look fabulous anyway
1: (laughs) i think i was also wearing really bad tan at the time as well so it was a whole scene
0: (laughs) and what a note to finish on thank you jules that was amazing thank you for sharing all of your advice and thank you to everyone who's listening as well thank you for having me Always a pleasure and never a chore. And if you love spending time with self-tanner star, media influencer, and Isle of Paradise founder, Jules, then please, please do spread the word. It really helps us out and helps us reach new audiences too. Tweet or tell a friend, or if you feel like it, review and rate Grazia Beauty Life Lessons in your podcast player. Next time, great advice from a very busy woman who goes to work at 4 a.m. I am queen of the naps. Love a nap. That's breakfast show host, DJ and singer, songwriter, Fleur East. I look forward to seeing you then.